Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Arcade Heroes podcast, uh, featuring myself, Adam Pratt of ArcadeHeroes.com, and Sean McDermott from All Castle Games. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing good, Adam. How's it going? Sounds like I it's... almost forgot my name there. <laughs> no, I was just trying a William Shatner-style dramatic pause, so no worries. <laughs> So yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm, it's April. April's generally one of my slowest months of the year, so I just deal with that. But I've been paying some things off, and that always feels good. That's right. I see you were mentioning that on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Big debt's gone. You going to Vegas now? No, and they're <laughs> not all gone. It's just one of them is that had been around for a while. So that always helps free things up, and then you kind of need a little bit of a recovery period i guess when you make extra payments and all that but uh i mean yeah are you using firestone financial not that no no okay i approached them once and for those that are i'm not sure all of our reader base how familiar they are with the names like that they're uh they're probably the biggest lender for arcade type businesses in the industry they're not the only one though but um yeah, I reached out to them years ago when I first started, but they weren't interested since I was a startup and didn't really have much of a background to their liking. So usually they like to see businesses that have been established for quite a while. That's always a challenge. I thought about using them. I didn't, I've never tried. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I just kind of nickel and andied my way to where I am. But you know. So um, moving on, so we have... Uh, I just got back from Midwest Gaming Classic, and I don't know mm-hmm. if you wanted to talk about that or not. Sure. But, um, it was. Uh, I only brought like one game, you know, and oh. it, was, <laughs> it still seemed like I brought twenty for some reason. I don't know. I didn't get much sleep. I guess. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> it's like I was up until three in the morning, get up at like seven, you know, every day, and like um, it was a pretty good show. Um, it's it's becoming a little bit more corporate now. Uh oh. I mean, there's a, big, there's a big, I mean, it seems like it. There's a big Marco booth now, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a kind of with all the new Stern stuff for pinball and, mm. you know, I mean, it just, it seems a little, you know, there's the P3 thing was there, the, the poly, uh, multimorphic, I got right. to talk with uh, that gentleman and um, there's the Jersey Jack stuff, you know. Sure. For pinball and then uh, funny enough they didn't go to the las vegas show which is all corporate um and they've snubbed that one or decided not to go there well i think uh, it was the, it was the local distributor kingpin games i believe oh so, gotcha I, I thought jersey jack was officially there but no gary stern was there though and uh right a lot of the people from stern like uh dwight sullivan john trudeau um i've seen steve ritchie he actually called me worthless which is cool <laughs> It's funny. Badge of honor. <laughs> Me and one of the guys from Spooky. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. He's the wiring engineer. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was a wiring guy. I don't know. Uh, we didn't have a. Neither of us had a bottle opener for his beer. So oh, we were pretty much. Worthless. You guys are worthless. Yeah. That's gotcha. what I said. So gotcha. I got that going for me. <laughs> um, and then in the in the video game world, uh, you know, Galloping Ghost was there. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, the guys from Sky Cursor were there. I can't remember the name of that company. He's a really nice guy. They go by Griffin Aerotech. Griffin Aerotech. There you go. Sounds like a technology company. But <laughs> or an aerospace technology company. Um, building satellites for the future. I talked I talked to that gentleman. Um, 
I'm really horrible with names. I, you know, I've, <laughs> I really, I'm really the Phil worst. Golubish, I believe. I'm Phil, sure. I think his name I, is Phil. I think. Right now, I know his first it's name is Phil. I'm not sure if I pronounced his last name correctly. So sorry, Phil. <laughs> I only know his name is Phil because we've been emailing about right. getting a Sky Cruiser a cursor. I call it Cruiser for some reason. <laughs> and it seems like it should maybe be... that can be the sequel, a Sky Cruiser. I just you know? why is it? I mean, why cursor? I don't understand. I don't know. Because you curse the sky. Is that what it is? I'm a, just a cursor, huh? Like I guess the plague. Sure. Hey, it, there's far. It, it's a, it, I'm, I'm fine with the name. I've come across so many indie games that have crap names, and that one was it fitting for a scrolling shoot 'em up game, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I mean, I, we're planning on getting a kit whenever, once I get, you know, the company. I'm moving right now and mm-hmm. everything. So um, once everything gets all down and I have time to actually do a proper kit, not these half ass ones I've been doing this week, but. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I want to do a, a really nice kit for that game. And um, so I talked to him about some of the things that we wanted to do and using an LCD monitor and a little bit more modern look. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I talked a little bit with Doc Mac. I, I want to try to get him on here. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Explain, because he had a lot, they had a lot of stuff to show actually this year. Right. Um, actually a big reason I wanted to go. I wasn't able to make it because the, Midwest Gaming Classic because it's always so soon after the Vegas show and Vegas show is easy for me to get to since I don't live too far away but that still does drain the bank account a little bit and so it's kind of hard to get another plane ticket and go somewhere else. Yeah, and and of course it's... I guess I should make a tip jar on Arcade Heroes and then that way I can uh, help pay for these things. <laughs> we got to do a Patreon or whatever that thing is. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Because I just had to renew the site stuff recently and that was a bunch of money, so hooray. Anyways, um, yeah, and, um, they they were there with um, Game Refuge, who's uh, run by Brian Collin, who uh, was a game designer for Williams and Midway back in the 80s. And, uh, that, was... that was the Rampage guy, right? Yeah, so yeah, he was too. the main guy behind Rampage and Xenophobe, and he did uh, artwork for Spy Hunter and Discs of Tron and a bunch of, uh, Arc Rivals and a bunch of other games that when you see that art style, it's distinctive to him and his cartoony well, He way. was. I talked to him, and he was extremely nice, like extremely nice. I talked to him for a while, like I normally do. I talked to everyone way too long. Sure. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, I got some... Uh, a rampage art he was selling you know original artwork on uh, mm-hmm. and i got some of that stuff signed and stuff so i mean he was extremely nice and he would yeah he was showing off um what was the name of that it was a specter was a it was a an old laser disc game that they're reading yeah yeah so um I, i've i've spoken with him before via skype because i did a story on arcade heroes in 2012 2013 about unreleased midway games and so i talked with him via skype and he passed along a ton of information and it's on the website you can look it up it's uh, unreleased midway prototypes part two but uh, specter files was uh, going to be a laser disc game back in 1985 but it was using the laser disc technology that not a lot of people know about one that used a needle on the disc and I don't know why anybody ever even thought that was a good idea in an arcade situation, but uh, between that technology and the collapse of Laserdisc Gaming um, post-Dragon's Lair, yeah, it got canned. But it gets to come back, and you got to try it out, I assume. Uh, 
Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> <Can't> <laughs> it's remember. all just a blur. I don't remember a thing. Oh, man, there was it was so much to do there. I mean, they had the original, like, PlayStation Nintendo to look at, and there's all these... Oh, right. And I literally had, like, five seconds to stop and, I mean, try to get all this like video and stuff. Thing. I know he, I remember him telling me about that, like, needle on the LaserDisc player. Mm-hmm. And um, right. it did Which, look... I, I did guess... watch it. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, and just for everybody to know, that it's not what's going to be used in this new one. I no. assume they're using a hard drive, maybe a solid state, or something that's going to be more reliable. But, uh, yeah, what, what were your thoughts about, from what you remember? <laughs> seeing? <laughs> oh, I, I, I mean, it's I wouldn't, I didn't have the time to really sit and uh, wait, wait to get on it. I mean, there's there's someone playing it, as mm-hmm. always. And um, it, it looked kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure movie. Yeah. You know, and it... It de- I definitely liked it better than Dragon Slayer because I don't like games that don't have an inter- interface when you know what the mm-hmm. hell you're doing unless you memorize things. At least this isn't like that. Um, right. This one looks like if you screw up, then... I mean, there, I guess there's some of that, but there's enough humor there and the three choices per each situation, which seem to pop up fairly frequently. It's... I don't know. I, I guess as a choose-your-own-adventure game, it's. I think it sounds like a really good concept so i'm hoping that as long as the price is right i wouldn't mind have <clears throat> excuse me wouldn't mind having it in my own arcade yeah, yeah i mean uh, it, the video the the movie was kind of campy oh yeah definitely it was <laughs> 80s uh, cheese purified you know I, I don't think i could get away with the content um where i have mm-hmm. places but um you have a little more control over that than i do i i really Right. It seemed a little macabre, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like it should be. I mean, it's what it is. Um, but like I said, I didn't really get to play it a whole lot. Sure. Um, I mean, there was like so much stuff there that there was so many prototype stuff too. I mean, that right. I did spend more time with the other game um, that Galloping Ghost was showing was uh, Fish in a Barrel. Mm-hmm, yeah, you got a bit of video on that one, and so it looks very, very early, almost like it really wasn't operating more just a showpiece, but... Uh, yeah, more of a proof of concept, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely was missing, it was very thrown together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it basically give you a gist of what it's going to be. Right. Um, and they also, they also, you know, it, it looks interesting, you know, and... It definitely looks like something I can use as mm-hmm. an operator, um, long as it, it was a little more bulletproof. There was no glass on the, on right. the you know, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, it, the gameplay needs a little more refinement. It's a little boring, you know. But right. th- he said there was there just a couple of animations in there for just hit detection and stuff. But I mean, it seemed like it. It seemed like a decent concept. There were water effects. It was kind of hard to pick up in the video, but like mm-hmm. when you shoot the water, it looks like you're shooting the water. Oh, that's cool. You know, when you yeah, pass. I couldn't tell that on the video. No, and um, it actually is just one big LCD monitor for both displays that they. Oh, okay, I gotcha. I can see that now. The way because I noticed that it has that had that odd rectangular piece that stuck out to the side from the barrel, and I guess I just didn't think, oh, maybe there's a whole monitor underneath that. But, yeah, there's. Uh, it's like a. It'll be a piece of glass in there. It's like a table with your scoring, where your sure. scoring appears. And, I mean, for setting your beer on and stuff, that way it'll totally get spilled in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's the nature of the business. Thinking ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, as long as, yeah, I mean, it, it washes off. Sure. I've had, now, build, go ahead. 
Oh, I was just going to ask, uh, what did you think of the other game they had there, the Raiders run? Um, it's definitely an interesting concept. I really was mostly uh, looking over the cabinet design hardcore um, mm-hmm. because I was kind of leery because it's kind of a goofy size, you know, and mm-hmm. it needs to be able to go through doorways and stuff like that. Right. And, and um, it seemed... It seemed like a neat concept. It seemed like the frame rate was a little slow. If you want me to really be picky, mm-hmm. um, like I said, I didn't get to play it. Oh, but I, I, it. It looks like it could have just been a mobile game. I think it is. It is. They so you can actually get that on uh, iOS devices right now, and uh, just this one, from my understanding, the additions are the uh, two two player um, Co-op. competitive play. Co-op. And I believe now was it one full screen or was it two screens? It's one. Uh, it's a long. It's a big LCD panel that's been vertical okay. counted, and they gotcha. split it in half. So yeah, because I saw an early design for it that had two screens instead, but um, I think this one probably will be a lot more economical for them to handle. But um, yeah, at least from my understanding, when you do two player, it. Uh, it cuts the screen in half, so one player's one top of the screen, the other player's the bottom half of the screen. It was a very, you know, it was a very prototype cabinet. You could sure. tell. I mean, I can just tell by the way it was built. There was just a random coin door stuck on there and stuff. I mean, you could just tell it was in production. Um, but it is, you know, it's definitely going to have redemption from what I was told, um, mm-hmm. which is a must for something like that. And I think Fish in a Barrel might too. I'm not too sure. Um but as a redemption piece, I could see it working. You sure. know, I mean, it can't be any worse than Temple Run or anything. <laughs> I mean, I, it, well, they did Rail Rush, and that seemed to have bombed quickly. Yeah, I, I don't know about these video redemption games. I, I don't know. Well, I've, I've been hearing Crossy Road's been doing well, but I haven't heard numbers. Just heard that it's doing well. Yeah. Um, there also um, there's so much to go over. There's so much stuff there. They also had the prototype of beavis and butthead oh right the, the one in and only and that thing was i mean there's a crowd around that thing there's no way i was getting on that thing i got a long video of it and mm-hmm. I, I really had to hold my arm up in the air because there's people in front of me and everything and sure from, it's, it's really unfortunate that that game did not get released it from what, I, what i've seen of it it was an excellent game i'm i don't understand i mean i was told it's because the division was just shut down and it was just there you know but. Well, I know that was about the time Atari just really seemed to get uh, more obsessed with racing games and maybe an occasional light gun thing. But yeah, because that, that was about the same time they also canned Primal Rage 2 and there was a yeah, 3D fighter called 10th Degree, which was also canceled around the same time. So I, I believe Doc Mac's story on that was um, that... It was um, there was Midway Games at that time, and then there was Atari Games when they when they mm-hmm. purchased what was left from the real Atari. Midway did, right. um, and the the people in Chicago were complaining that they didn't have enough resources, and so they convinced management to just can the other division for so they could get more resources. That was what I was told, mm-hmm. you know. And that seems logical. I mean, and they they probably you know they're going to keep the Midway name versus the Atari name, and that's around the same time when Dark Legacy came out for Gauntlet used to be an Atari game, but then they put that Midway sticker on the cap, yeah, you know, yeah. and that was one of the last um, releases from them, but it was called Midway Games West, as they called that studio. Yeah. So, I mean, it's unfortunate, though, because I mean, that that game was freaking hilarious. 
It's mm-hmm. just, I mean, the sound effects that, you know, and the, the voices, you know, I mean, maybe it's the game, maybe that Beavis and Butthead thing has more nostalgia now than it did then. Sure. That's certainly possible. It definitely, they could easily, someone could just release that now and probably make some money. I would, you know, I don't know, but it's, mm. un, it's unfortunate. Yeah. As many uh, unreleased games are. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did get to, in the pinball world, I got upstairs, went upstairs in Midwest Gaming Classic, and they, I got to play The Hobbit, you know, which I've played before. But I did mm-hmm. finally get to play Ghostbusters. I don't know if you did. Um, they had two pro models there. Mm-hmm. Yep, I got to play Ghostbusters in Vegas. And I did notice, because um, when I first saw it on Friday night, they were there, you know, when we were setting up. And I was, you know, you know, Dennis Norman was there playing, and I didn't bother. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't bother him. I waited till he's done, and I went over there. And I started peeking at it, and I noticed on the outlane holes, when you look at the outlanes, there's two posts that are really odd. Because I, I, mm-hmm. I was scanning the playfield because we're getting one to see what the sh- what's going to break, right? I'm yeah. Sure. I mean, that's maybe I might want to cancel, you know. <laughs> and uh, um, there's these really weird posts, and they're and they're, they're more like plugs, and then there's like a if you look at the if you look at the flyer, you can see them. They're in the lower right corner of each outlane. There's a post mm-hmm. at the top, and then it's like, it looks like it's knocking the ball away from the plastic at the very bottom when it's gone out. And I, I was like, this. Why don't they just put a regular post there? Mm-hmm. You know, so I was going around thinking, and I was asking a lot of people I knew and stuff. I'm like, why why didn't they just put a regular post there? And it's like the weirdest thing. They they routed out this maybe like half inch hole to put this mm-hmm. plastic plastic plug in, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I finally. Uh, I, I, I caught John Trudeau when he was done with mm-hmm. his uh, whatever his little panel or whatever it was, and I, I didn't get to watch it, you know. <laughs> and I was like, hey, John, what's with those weird ass posts there, you know? And um, mm-hmm. he uh, he told me that those are for a future mod that's going to be released, and it has. He made a reference to uh, crossing the streams, so I did. Oh. I did find out if you did if you watched that original video that Stern released. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's around the very with all those just random shots and the weird music, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. If you look at the 15 second mark, there's a CAD drawing, and on that CAD drawing, you can see what looks to be something in that position, and it, oh. and it looks like some sort of like light little stick thing with like a little fiber optic thing on the end of it that must rotate. Mm. It's, it's only in there for that. It's on the 15 second mark and it is something in that lower position. And I looked, yeah. so they're definitely doing something. There's going to be more mods than they've released now for that. Cool. Um, so there's, you know, I mean, other than that, um, I did not get to see the Nintendo PlayStation be turned on. I heard, turn, I heard they were turning that on. So I was hoping, Maybe there's someone made a video of that, but <laughs> fortunately not. So I'm surprised that they wouldn't be doing that. So that's that is surprising. Yeah, no one really takes videos of all the seminars or anything. Like I don't, I never can find them. Like of all the panels, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there is a lot there. And uh, oh, the one other thing I did, I did talk to, like I said, on your on your, um, you you posted this on the uh, on the site that. Um, I, I finally convinced you and me together. Finally convinced Dwight Sullivan to add auto start to pinball. Yay! Uh, so, 
we'll which s- means uh, Game of Thrones and Ghostbusters is going to have that added as an option in the next update from the email that you got. So so what so I'm told yeah. and Dwight yeah. was a very nice guy you know and he asked me all these questions like do you want it to do this or that I'm like I just want the you know it's like want it to work like a ski ball machine just have the ball come out you know like, mm-hmm. like he's like well what if they put more than one credit in I'm like well you know look what look what Jersey Jack did they did they have an auto start option on their game and mm-hmm. and um, you know just ask someone to do you know what they I mean just it only has to start one game I mean. No one's going to figure out multiple players if they can't find the start button. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> I mean, just leave the credits on there. Who cares? <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, so I would, you know, I've been asking, you know, Chaz at the support center for this feature for about a year, you know, and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever bitched at him about it, but I finally I might have mentioned it once, but I finally yeah. had it. I've had a drive. For this stupid problem so i'm not but other than that uh it was a great show you know um there was so much stuff there i can't you, you know it... oh i'm sure there's plenty of videos showing floor walkarounds uh, and things like that at the very least or on, on youtube that would give you kind of an idea if you weren't able to make it there like myself it's it's a very crowded show you know um they they sure. definitely ran out of space in that hotel for what they're doing. They they have this tent outside for all the where you go to buy the Nintendo games and stuff. It's all connected mm-hmm. to the building and everything, but it's I mean it feels crowded and that and we didn't even bring usually I bring you know like anywhere from eight to ten games you know mm-hmm. and I didn't even do that this year and they wouldn't have never had room for us to be honest. I don't know where we would have been put. Um, I brought the one thing, you know, just so I get my ticket. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, if next year comes around and they, you know, as they had, you know, it's just so much stuff crammed in a little room. And a lot of these corporate vendors are taking up a lot of the space, too. You know, Marco's taking sure. up this huge space and there's no games there anymore, you know. And mm-hmm. a little bit of that is lost. And they I mean, they have people out in the hall. I mean, it's just crowded. I mean, it's just. You know, and I well, also, you know, got to play Rob Zombie from Pit Spooky Pinball. Ooh. Got a little peek at that thing, and uh, it definitely plays better than I thought it would. So um, it looks better than it does in those pictures, by the way. Um, so props to Spooky Pinball on that. That's actually starting to ship right now, I believe. So, um, so do we have any other news we have to cover here? Well, um, what's been in the news lately has been, uh, of course, VR talk, and that's mostly due to the uh, release of things like Oculus Rift and HTC Vive, but uh, over in Japan, uh, Bandai Namco uh, launched their new facility called the VR Zone Project ICANN, where they have six VR concepts set up there, and they're actually using that HT. C Vive um, on everything except for one, which is a uh, another use of their dome screen for a uh, car driving simulator, kind of like I guess you could say the new hard driving, just with a <laughs> dome screen and modern graphics. It's called, but you, it's called real drive. <laughs> yeah, real drive, and you do start the car on it just like you did back in on the good old hard driving. And oh, I missed that. 
<laughs> and yeah, it, it has a very realistic um, control panel, and like the steering wheel is more like a, an actual car steering wheel as opposed to most racers these days, which are really just plastic molds. But it's um, more like an initial D steering wheel that turns right. fully. Right, exactly. And so, um, yeah, they we did a little thing about that on the website, which uh, gets into some of the things there as reported on. And there's some pretty interesting concepts. But um, Def- definitely check it out. Adam's got a video up and everything here. Yay. Yeah, which I pilfered from somebody else since I haven't been over to Japan to actually <laughs> check it out. Now that's but, the road uh, trip right there. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I have VR in my own backyard with the Void vis- facility, which has been talked about a lot, and is uh, a lot of people want to check that out. And so I've I've been there and like to go and check it out again to see any updates that they have since what I saw was still kind of early in using Oculus Rift, which. Be honest, for all the times I've used Oculus, I'm just not that impressed with the resolution. But I did not use the final release version, so there's that. But um, what else we got on the roster? Looks like I might be moving to Vegas to head up the pinball game. Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, Tim, uh, what's his name? Arnold, I think. Tim Arnold, yeah. Uh, he's uh, looking for an apprentice or uh, somebody to take over his uh, Pinball Hall of Fame facility there, which uh, that's no easy task for anybody that wants to take that over. But uh, might not hurt if you have some additional customer service skills that maybe... He I heard he has really bad customer it. service skills. <laughs> well, in the, in the article that I shared, which uh, talks about this, it spends more time talking about how uh, grumpy and curmudgeon-y he is towards people than, uh, uh, than like uh, the talking about family. the facility itself. But yeah, when you've been in the business for a long time and when you spend all this money on these machines and all this time fixing them, somebody hitting a game kind of just grates on your nerves and... After so many decades of that, I can see having a short fuse. I know so many old-timers like that. Right. <laughs> I was taught by them, and I, they, I would just get yelled at for everything because I'm doing it wrong. You know? <laughs> oh, wrong. Do it again. Every every time someone hits a coin switch with their finger, like I still hear like I still hear Tom yelling at me. <laughs> like, um, I think you didn't have a shock collar on you, right? Uh, well, if that was allowed, it probably would have been done, but no, um, it, you know, it made me a better technician in the end, but uh, sure. <laughs> uh, hot swapping was a big no, no too, <laughs> you know? especially with the old stuff. You can't do that. <laughs> right, right. But, um, yeah, apparently I can't move out there cause you can't make a profit at it and I'm all about the money. So <laughs> um, make money. Yeah. I was making a whole like Sean 10 cents an hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else we got on the docket? We have the Big Buck World Championship. Yeah, no one really cares about that. Um, well, it depends. We get some. There, there are some readers which are into that, and so that starts May first. So all you have to do is find a Big Buck online game, which is pretty much any bar anywhere, and uh, or sorry, a Big Buck Wild game, and play it a lot. Like fifty times is what you need to play to at least qualify. You have to play 50 times to qualify, really? 
Yep. Whoa. So uh, that's uh, just a few times. It's a way that it does bring in a lot of business to certain venues, reportedly. But my place, I've had a Big Buck Wild, and I've never had anybody really try for it. But who knows? Maybe one of these years I'll yeah, I don't know. somebody. I've never, I never had one that was online. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, also in the news, we have... Uh, there's a new uh, world record attempt coming up here for Donkey Kong Arcade. The, the arcade Actually, version. Is that, that already happened. It's, oh, my bad. The, the world record happened this weekend. I think I, I was given a link to the live stream, but by the time I clicked on it, it was already finished. But oh. uh, yeah, Wes Copeland is the new name in the uh, arena of, of, Kong, uh, huh? of Kong. And I don't know. I mean... I, Surprisingly enough, this hasn't been a very popular story. Um, would have expected a little bit more, but um, uh, maybe it's just a little bit of fatigue over time. As far as that goes, it still shouldn't diminish his accomplishment of almost reaching 1.2 million points. He was only like 5,000 below that uh, threshold. But... Um, yeah, I, 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 from what I've gathered on the Donkey Kong scene, there's a lot of people that are just obsessed with this, where that's all they care about, and it's like that's what arcade gaming is—is is the Donkey Kong score, and everything else is yeah, I know <laughs> superficial to it. And I'm just kind of like, um, no, not really, but okay, whatever floats. Oh, uh, congratulations to uh, what was his name again? I'm sorry, Wes Copeland. Wes or, Copeland, I believe. So. Well, uh, I, I, mean, I know that good, uh, very awesome oh, feat. I could never get anywhere close, <laughs> not even to 195,000. I mean, it takes a long million. time too, doesn't it? I mean, it, it took... does. It's not as long as some other classic scores, like say Asteroids or Star Wars, where I think those took like three days or something crazy Missile like Band. that. Yeah, that's another one. Right, but uh, it still does take a while to get there. Um, probably several hours, I would guess, a few hours. I would think somewhere around there. Yeah, I, I guess don't know. It shows like I haven't 45 minutes or, th- or something like that, I think. It's been a while since I saw The King of Kong. I can't remember uh, what it, <laughs> how long it was. Exactly. Speaking of that, there is another documentary coming out about Nibbler. I can't remember. Oh, okay. What is I've it? I've heard about that. I, I don't remember Man what it was Snake called. or something yes, like that. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> it. So, um, so that, now nibblers are going to go up in price. They're all going to be $500. <laughs> Normally they're like 50 bucks. Yeah, Donkey Kongs used to be worth like 300 bucks. Now they're like 1500. So, right. It's, it's tragic. Now I can't have one. I'm actually uh, putting together a Mario Brothers right now, but uh, that's not worth anything, apparently. So. Well, it is a bit of a different game. People approach that and they're like, oh, hey, Mario, I get to scroll and look oh, for the princess I'm, I'm, in another castle. And it's nothing like that. Oh, yeah, it's a versus Super Mario, not a Mario Brothers. Uh, just to be. Well. Tech- even then, both of them are still a single-screen game, and it's just a much no, different Super dynamic. Mario Brothers is Super Mario Brothers. NES. Well, you said versus Mario Brothers. Mario Brothers is different than Super I, Mario Brothers. I meant Super Mario Brothers. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I screwed up. Like, I don't want people to be mad at me. So. Oh, gotcha. Well, good thing you fixed the record. Yeah, I, I had a raid in Fighters that we got in that we needed to get ready for a location, and the board died. Oh. So I just it. threw the board against the wall in anger, and then decided to put this other game in there real quick <laughs> that was on a shelf which happened to be versus super mario brothers so like oh better get an overlay quick <laughs> yeah 
Well, if you want people to go crazy over your arcade, then you need to uh, get your hands on that um, Dragon Heart, Dragon's Heaven Neo Geo prototype. As um, this this story, um, when it came out last week, it turned into the most viewed story on Arcade Heroes in nine years. Really? Yeah, Whoa. more than any other story we've ever run. Before that, it was um, Sega Rally Three uh, review on Sega Rally Three. Um, that we had from a uh, writer in the UK where he went to the Sega UK offices and got some really cool photos and information on that game there. And that was our number one post for many years. But, uh, yeah, it took... At first it was unknown what this was as a guy known as Neo Turf Master on uh, the Neo Geo forums (laughs) um, discovered this as he bought a development kit and uh, first thought it was a different game called Voltage Fighter Gaukaiser. But it turned out as he did some poking around that this was a completely unique uh, fighting game. And so uh, with some additional um, investigative reporting, I guess, uh, it turned out that was going to be called Dragon's Heaven, and it was going to have some story or almost RPG-like elements to it and telling a more complicated story than 2D one-on-one fighters tended to tell. But, uh, yeah, if you wanted to know what everybody was really crazy about this month, it was a never-released Neo Geo game. Holy mackerel. Neo Geo tops the list again. We should do this every month, actually. (laughs) Like, what the hell is people are watching, you know? I mean, sure. um, <clears throat> let us know if you want to make that a thing out there. Yeah, the yeah, land. it's not hard since they get to see the stats. But thank you for everybody that came to the site and uh, for the sites that linked to us uh, on that uh, news. Um, there was Hacker News and Reddit that really drove the traffic. So thank you. And if there's anybody that's new to the site, well, welcome. We welcome you over to the arcade side. <laughs> right. Um, well, I, I mean, uh, that is definitely interesting. I, I didn't even know. I mean, they find stuff like this every once in a while, I, guess, I suppose. But Well, and to be honest, I mean, I've been reporting about it as often as I can with um, uh, every discovery. Like last year was Kung Fu Master 2, which was discovered, and that was a pretty well-liked story. And, of course, there was Primal Rage 2 and re- recently Beavis and Butthead. Um, but it, it's always kind of hit and miss. Like sometimes you mention something along those lines and there's not much information about it and, or not a lot of interest and others, people go crazy for it. So I think it kind of depends on the game and, uh, if it had a name attached to it or anything along those lines. All right. Well, uh, looks like, uh, that might do it for our show today. I don't know if we have anything else. Oh my gosh. Is there anything else you want to add? I mean, we went through with stuff pretty quick, I suppose. But yeah, just rambling on quickly. Wait. Um, gosh, I mean, that I can really think of. I'm scanning my brain here, looking at the site. Uh, That's what we get for not uh, preparing. Lots of new arcades opening up lately, and as always, stay tuned to the site for news and along those lines. Always on the lookout for stuff like that, and um. Yeah, I guess that would probably wrap it up. All right. Well, um, uh, thanks for listening to the Arcade Heroes podcast. Um, yes. Um, I am Sean McDermott from All Castle Games. You can find us at allcastlegames.com. It's, it's amazing. And uh, Adam, well, you know, 
Where can we find Adam? You can find me at ArcadeHeroes.com. Got uh, the YouTube on occasion, and of course we're on the social media stuff, fucking Twitter and Google Plus. And uh, I've done any new T-shirts to T Public for a while, but uh, still, they're all still there. It's not like some of those other T-shirt sites which uh, delete the T-shirts after a few days. But um, yeah. Grateful for you listening to us talk about this stuff, the arcade games and pinball machines, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Hey, did you...